Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rusty Quill presents... Hey everyone, Alex Italanda here. This will be a shorter intro. If you want the full one, check out the first part of the Behind the Ostium series which I highly recommend if you want to do this in order. And if you enjoyed the first episode and would like access to the whole series, you can do that on the Ostium Network Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. At the $5 tier, you can get access to the 40-plus episodes of the Behind the Ostium series, plus ad-free episodes of the Ostium Network shows and a whole bunch of bonus material. So let's get started with the next episode of Behind the Ostium, where I sit down with Dwayne Farver of the Manifestations podcast and a big fan of the show, and we talk about the ins and outs of our favorite show, the Ostium podcast. The fourth episode, which is what I wanted to change things up a lot, because we kind of established it looked like we were going to historical places, and as a big history fan, that's what I thought we were going with, and as I got to that, I knew I wanted to do something different flip it on its head sort of thing. So that's when I set it to be, let's go to the future. Let's go to Mars, because Mars is always cool. Jake loves Mars. <laughs> um, again, it's something I've always read a lot about and been really interested in, um, a lot of sci-fi books and things like that. Um, and just to play around with that, you know, I just wanted to, I don't think I've written a, no, I've never written a story on Mars before, so I had a reason to in this case. Uh, one thing that we do find um as the episode starts out, Jake discovers that the email time and date discrepancy, mm-hmm. um, the, the time that passes in Ostium is not what passes in the real world. Right. Um, and that he's been fired, yeah. of course. Um, uh, he, he doesn't seem to be as phased as you would expect. Right. Well, I mean, one, he's got the, the distance on it now. Um, and I think that is also showing in that um, with Ostium being on a different timeline from the regular world part of it is that that's just how it is with ostium because it is not connected to the world it's its own special thing on its own plane 
but also it's the Jake getting further and further away from his old life and supposedly normal world and getting more sucked into this new one, which he's now at this point pretty much embracing and is wanting to go wholeheartedly into it. Uh, we also find out um, our our first news of world events uh, with the nuclear power plant disaster um, in Europe. Mm-hmm. It didn't uh, the, even with the when I listened to it again the first time definitely even when I re- listened to it again it didn't strike me as being important. I thought it was just uh, fleshing out what's going on in the story. Not that it was going to play a, a mm-hmm. pretty big role later on. Right. I think I was probably the same way as I wrote it. It was one of those things to put in and give it more texture to the world. But I also think also in the back of my mind, I was trying to, I was starting to set something up and planting the seed of doubt in Jake's mind as to whether this great new thing that I'm really enjoying and doing now in this new world of Ostium and everything might be having a negative effect on that old world that I'm now leaving behind, disconnecting from, that might have some sort of toll on it, uh, which we still haven't really resolved in the overall story. Um, but I just wanted to plant, start to plant that in his mind because, as we know with Jake, sometimes he jumps into decisions, but he's also hesitant about a lot of stuff too. He still has a conscience, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, and this is also very representative of the voice actor Chris Fletcher in real life. Getting him to decide on something on a menu can take some time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll put up a little bit of Chris in there. The other uh, thing I did put in this episode, too, is the the little museum, the little nod to all the little past rovers and explorers that we've had on Mars. So I wanted to just put that in there because it was fun. <laughs> um, and then going back real quick to the, the time discrepancy, I think part of my reason also putting that in there is I'm doing a time travel story, so some timey-wimey stuff has to come up at some point, and I wanted to put it in, you know, to show that there was something weird going on with time. It was a perfect vehicle to just drive home how different of a place Ostium is. It's not just a town that's sitting somewhere. It's it's a town that's not really where you expect it. I don't know how to word it without sounding very Doctor Who-ish. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and as I talk and think about it right now, in which we, I believe we talked about when we did um, our last Behind the Ostium, I think this is actually Behind the Ostium 3, since we did that one from PodCon, where I was talking about with my writing, I tend to write about people who don't feel they belong and they go to places that are magical or, you know, possibly impossible. And here we have an exact case of that, which I might not have seen until just now. <laughs> Um, I, I appreciated the door number four was an outhouse. That that was a nice touch. <laughs> I think because I mentioned that earlier too, so it's like, well, I gotta I gotta deliver, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, and and I like how you were talking about when you get to Mars. Um, it, it was pretty evident to me anyway that it was in the future. It wasn't just a little bit in the future. It was you know a pretty significant jump in the future. Yeah. Um, and then like with the, the station there and the ships and stuff. Right, yeah. right. And I, I, looking for the note, I don't see it. But um, oh yeah, it was a the the ship that was on the pad was a like a '60s style, very hard sci-fi mm-hmm. type of a rocket. 
Um, not what you would expect because it's probably not the shape we will actually use, but I, I appreciated it. No. I appreciated the comment. But again, that makes me play devil's advocate and say, is that because I just thought that was cool or is it because this is not a real Mars. This is an osteomized version of Mars where things are a little different. Uh-huh. Maybe that's Jake's ideal of a Martian rocket. And maybe, you know, with his connection to osteum, that's where it's coming from. Or everywhere they go, everywhere they go seems to be influenced by Jake. So that, that's, mm-hmm. that's believable. Yeah, it's a really, it's, it's a definitely a big thorn in his side. It's weighing him down. <laughs> um, I will talk a little bit. So we do get a snapshot of Monica right at the end of, and I had actually wrestled. I remember doing, I didn't actually write early drafts, but wrestling in my head of ideas of how I wanted to introduce her. And I can remember an early memory of one version of this was when they got to Mars, there was going to be a ton of people there and he was going to see Monica in the crowd and she was going to see him. And then somehow they were going to know that they were time travelers but I think, again, it was too much of a change from the story I was sticking with. And then as I wrote Jake going through the door and getting there, his character just told me what the story actually was and not what I was kind of half thinking. Um, also with this, uh, again, you have the blackness coming to kind of just and this time. You definitely see it destroying the world, eating it up. There's a couple things for this. Um, one, it's another Stephen King reference to um, it was actually the first novella, first story of Stephen King's I ever read called The Langoliers. It was in his Four Past Midnight collection. And I can just remember it making such a huge impression on me when I was a kid reading it and the idea of these Langoliers and the way it's eating up. And again, it's to do with a little bit of time travel and stuff like that. So part of the blackness is a reference to that in a kind of nod. I want to use your cool idea here. Um, the other part of it is. I wanted to introduce a countdown timer, if you will, for them visiting these places, because otherwise there would not necessarily be any reason for them ever to leave. You know, they could stay there as long as they want, search around further, see what else there is, you know, off the island of Roanoke, if there's something else over there or whatever. Um, so I wanted to create what they could spend in these other worlds. And there's also the idea that they don't belong there, that they're there on borrowed time and something doesn't want them there. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. <laughs> More will be revealed later. Yeah. 